This is Tom and Becky in the Morning in podcast form. Presented by United Staffing Associates. Choose a job you love and you never have to work a day in your life. Let USA help you find your new career or a new employment opportunity. United We Staff. Becky in the Morning. People who take naps are happier. How about them apples? I mean, I could see that. You're getting more rest. You're going to be a little more light on your feet. Apparently, there is a time, though, with people who take taking shorter naps, like 30 minutes or less, are the most happy. But if you take a longer nap, then you're not anymore, like an hour and a half or longer. Well, yeah, because then you're like a zombie. You don't even know what year it is. Study involved 1,000 participants uh, who took an online survey about their nap, and those who took short daytime naps scored highest on the happiest scale uh, than those who didn't nap at all, and then people who took the long naps scored the lowest. Um, I took a nap Saturday, but I waited too long, and I I ended up taking like a three-hour nap. Like when did five. I take a nap? I think on, fr- no, it wasn't Friday, Thursday. Thursday, I took a nap, and it was about an hour. So Saturday, remember I had all that tremendous landscaping <laughs> all your hard work? work right? Really worked up a sweat, got covered in mud and dirt and grime and sand and all that good stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. hot shower, felt really good afterwards. Got got the wall built that I needed to get built. And then about 2, 2.30, I was like, that, and that's my normal. Either I'm going to nap or I'm going to have a cup of coffee time. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, so I said, ah, I got some work I got to do. Let me do a cup of coffee. So I do a, a cup of coffee. It's fine. And I work. And then like 5 o'clock, I'm like, I know tonight's going to be daylight savings and we're going to lose, but I'm just, I'm tired. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do the rest my eyes type of thing, right? Uh-huh. Got the TV on. And I swear to you, next thing I know is 8 o'clock. It's like eight, eight, eight thirty. I'm like, what? Ha- what happened? Yeah, I was tired. I was really tired. I think I was like my sister believes, and you get caught up on sleep on the weekends. Sometimes, yeah. like you go sleep deficient for too long, and then all of a sudden you need to get caught up. I'm kind know. of with her on that. I feel like at some point to actually catch up on sleep, I'd have to sleep for eight, ten years. Years, yeah, straight. But I do agree with that because you do get like you get well rested. Over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. And, and then, then you I, do feel like you can live life again the following week. I was like, how am I going to fall asleep? It's normally when I go to sleep now. But anyway, end up going to sleep like 1130 or something, midnight. Anyway, take the short nap, 30-minute nap. Set the alarm. 98.1 K Jogatama Becky in the morning. That's Mike Ryan. Die running. He'll be at the Siren this Sunday. Uh, the 19th tickets are on sale right now. Uh, find out all the details at, uh, on the K Jug app. Uh, what else? What's going on? What up, B? I wanted to read a text. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? From your last conversation about taking naps. Oh, okay. Uh, Ken Woods texted and said, I've been so tired of actually falling asleep at the dinner table eating dinner. I imagine Ken like one of those little kids in the high chair with spaghetti all over his face. <laughs> Dropping That's his head. not true! <laughs> Dropping you his fell head asleep like... at the dinner table? That sounds like... Like, how long are you eating? You know what I mean? Like... When like maybe just tired, he sits down. And he's like, "Oh, I can finally like relax and eat dinner." But yeah, if you're really tired and you go the old, let me just close my eyes for a second, or let me put my yeah. feet up or something. Then Rest my eyes. Yes, is that gonna work out? Falling asleep at the dinner table, though. Like, yeah, that's something. That's something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe can I, I eat very quickly? I I shouldn't. I eat very quickly. I do too. I feel thing. like it's because we're always on the. Just go. What's next? Go. Yeah. I mean, I, we, you and I have to pee in ninety seconds I know. to get and back. And I think so that it's like, that's like trained. It's like yeah. you want to eat something. Well, you better hurry up because right. you, we literally live right. in the ninety seconds. The song's almost ending. 
stop eating a minute before <laughs> you're supposed to talk. Um. Okay. So, a couple of things. First of all, despite the movie being the overwhelming most popular movie of the last two years, Maverick did not win Best Picture at the Oscars last night. It th- I honestly it doesn't even matter. I, this is what I'm saying. People's overwhelming favorites were Maverick and the Elvis movie. Yeah. And they what won? They each won one. Top Gun Maverick won for like best sound. Oh, what was the best? Everything, everywhere, all at once. And what is the premise of that movie? I didn't I don't see know. it. So. I don't know. I don't know. But I know. And also Black Panther, Wakanda Forever won like one for like, I, is there anything more popular than those three? I know, and I know it's not a popularity contest, but it, but it, but it kind of is. Is it not like the best picture of the year? Like, I mean, Maverick like saved the movie industry for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't even think it matters. Like, okay, so dumb. I can't with Hollywood anymore. It's just this weird. I don't know. Yeah, at the other end I of the spectrum, even watch it. The Razzies—they always come out at the same time. And the Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde was named Worst Picture of the Year. That's all, that's the that was the horrible one on yeah. the, you and I talked about a long yeah. time ago. Um, Did anyone? I feel like some like Gary would have watched everything, everywhere, all at once. Did anyone watch that? Oh, and Top Gun Maverick and like. Yeah. Okay, that's a good question. But back to Gary. Wasn't he the one telling us to go see the whale, or wasn't he going to go see the movie called The Whale? I can't remember. remember? If that was Gary or someone else. I feel I like maybe that was Gary. Yeah. Brandon Fraser uh, won for best actor. Well, look for at that. that movie. So. So then, see, that's what I'm talking about. I feel like Gary would have seen everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Did anyone in Drug Country see Did that? Did anybody watch that movie? Yeah. What do you think? I right. I I've heard of that movie, so I, it has to be very popular because I don't. Yeah. Watch movies. Also, <laughs> if I've heard of it, like, okay, someone, you know, okay, okay. Gary said, "I would love to check out everything everywhere, but what I find frustrating about the Oscars is the best movies are usually limited release, and we don't get those movies." It's a good point. Like that one year, I tried to watch them all. Like you, you have to search for movies eight and nine. Like where are they? When did they? Aggressive Jamie said, "Oh, thank God, Blonde was such a horrible depiction of her life. So many assumptions painted like the truth. That poor woman." Hmm. Didn't they have some like gratuitous, like hypersexualized? I believe scenes they in did. I believe they too. did very much so, and very I, Hollywood's I think it so was, gross. I think it was like the JFK. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe yeah. was like. Yeah, you're just so weird. gross. Like I don't. This is my thing. Like, why do you have to be so over the top? Over the top. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Um. Okay. Unnamed. Everything. Everywhere. All at once was really good. Much better than Maverick artistically. Really? Because there was F 15s with But when this by. person says artistically, I think it's like anyone could enjoy uh, Maverick. And this is yeah. like very good artistically. You have to be really be something to appreciate, you know, everything, everywhere, all at once. I, I, I want to see it now. I do want to see it. Where can, um, I, where can I watch that? Unnamed. Well, actually, she was our winner this morning. Carrie, everything. Anywhere, all or everything we should anywhere. Anyway, it's about alternate realities in universities, and I think she means universe. And the girl is bouncing through them. Should mm. I didn't see it, but the trailer definitely depicted that. Okay. Okay. I don't know. So, um, one thing about the Oscars, though, that we found particularly funny. 
coming up next, my man Hugh Grant had himself what? quite a night. And Hugh wanted no part of it. Hugh might be on Team Becky on this one. You have to hear Hugh Grant's interview on the red carpet at the Oscars last night. Because my man, Gay Jagutama Becky. All right, so yeah, the Oscars last night, the Academy Awards. Remember, this is the one-year anniversary now of the Will Smith slap to Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock's now out openly in his stand-up I know, and we didn't even get to talk about this last week because we weren't here on Friday where Will Smith said he was hurt by Chris Rock. Really? Yeah. I don't know. One guy that may be on your side with being fed up and done with Hollywood is actor Hugh Grant. (laughs) So last night he's being interviewed on the the red carpet uh, with Ashley Graham. And you know how you and I, we have that Mount Rushmore of country, or Mount Rushmore of interviews that you and I have done with mainly country artists who didn't want to be in the interview. Yeah. Who were jerks. Yeah. Who were just not having the interview and just weren't. Chris Young is our president. I love all Chris Young's music. My man wanted nothing to do with our interview. Danica Patrick, you know, nothing. Hugh Grant wanted nothing. Listen to Hugh Grant's, listen to Ashley try to ask the questions, and then Hugh Grant's answers, all right? Hugh Grant, you are a veteran of the Oscars, and you've been here a few times. What's your favorite thing about coming to the Oscars? You really have to see his face in this answer, by the way, to get it. Well, uh, <laughs> Look, he has nothing. It's fascinating. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, the whole of humanity is here. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Vanity Fair. Oh, but right there, he like rolls his eyes at her. Yeah. Let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, What are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah. Well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, Not, not, no no one in particular. No. He's not seen any of them. What are you wearing tonight then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Oh Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell this is me, the best. What does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank <laughs> okay, you so okay. much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. She's like, you don't pay me enough to do interviews. Like, she tried. She did. She tried. What about the movie you're in? I was in it for like three seconds. Okay, but did you have fun? Mm, almost. I wonder why he's being such a BH. Like, is it because you think you're like better than this interview or because you really are over? He was a presenter, by the way. All of it. She was trying to get his tailor, you know, and he's like, my suit. That's what I'm wearing. Oh, you're not wearing Versace? I don't. I don't know. He seemed over it from the f- first word out of his mouth. Yeah. But anyway. So again, don't do the interview if you, you don't. But I think Tim, I, I think uh, Hugh's over it. Can you blame him? No. Did anybody watch it last night? Anybody in Chuck Country watch it? Not Let even. us know. No. A oh, little I bit. For- I remembered like one time on Sunday that it was coming up, but I didn't watch it. I didn't it. even. Yeah. I saw on Instagram like the Oscars were tonight like oh yeah I just wanted to see Maverick all over the place and I didn't were there any like big moments I don't believe I don't believe so Uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted again now for the third time I I, I know that right there is enough to make me not watch not watch 
And look, I'm going to with Tom and Becky uh, in the morning. I'm going to ask this question. Let's see what you think. Everybody always busts millennials, younger generations. The first thing that really came out and it's been kind of talked about for years, the notion of participation trophies, right? Yeah. Okay. And we always criticize the young for, y'all grew up, everybody got a trophy. It's kind of a criticism of them. But are they really to blame? Or really is it their parents who decided that their little Johnny should have a trophy? I actually had this conversation with my sister a lot, not about trophies, but we've talked about this a lot lately, especially probably over the past year and a half, about how everyone's always like, millennials, millennials are the worst generation, right? right? Gen Z. And I get where you're coming from 100%. Who the hell made them that way, though? Who made the millennials think that they were so deserving of everything, that they did need a trophy for everything, that it was okay to, you know, like, who raised you? We always ask that question. God, who raised you? Well, who raised these people? So I get it. I get the criticism. But also, let's go back and look at, like, the root of the problem. Wouldn't that be your generation? Right. Right. Right? Yeah. Me or a little younger. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, I... I wouldn't say younger. I would say older uh, for sure. Boomers or X. Sure. I mean, I, I would say it. yours and boomers right right on the yeah. cusp there because I'm an older millennial. My parents are in their yes. 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And um, my kids did grow up when they were playing the public youth sports. Like everybody got everybody got that sure. medal. Sure. Everybody got a little tiny trophy. Yeah. Which was unnecessary. Well, I think that way now about things. Like, everyone, like, oh, we're all getting a medal for whatever. It's like, I mean, it's cute and it's fine, like, when they're younger. But there has to come a point where it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, they mean nothing pretty soon. Like, your medals mean nothing pretty soon. And right. when they do finally get, like, that medal, it's not going to mean anything because they have a million of them at home. But whatever. I digress. It's about a million other things to me. Forget, like, just the medal thing. It's about just how we act in society, how entitled we are as a generation. The whole thing. It's like, well, who raised you but i don't i'm not like putting the blame on boomers or gen x either because it's like well we had to work really hard and we want better for our kids right so it just you have to really look at it it's like you want better for your kids but see that's the definition of better is it better i for know the kids but to grow up with i know but you're learning up? lessons right like yeah. it, you know hindsight's 2020 yeah so but you go back and i don't know you like i i don't know it's just it, the millennials didn't wake up one day and like, this is how we are right. going to right. behave and we're going to act and no one's going to be able to stop us, you know? It's just if if, you're, if your team wins first place, then you should all get some sort of larger trophy than the team who won second place. And they should get a larger trophy than the team who won third place. And then that's it. Your first, second, third. And yeah. there's a most valuable player that sure. should get voted on by the I coaches. I hear all of that. Yes. And, and your your coach and then would be a most improved player. What and age do you think that should start? T-ball? Like teeny well, kids sports? I, you know, T-ball is just a, I don't. I know. Don't get me going on that. Little League was the first. Little League was the first when I grew up. So I'm, I'm an old guy here on this one. Coach pitch is the worst. Hey, here we are in baseball season. Coach pitch, coach assistant, capped, the worst. The worst. You let the kid go out there and throw 100 balls. The other team's coach tells all his team, don't swing until the coach comes in. And so you watch this poor kid out there just throwing ball after ball after ball. The parents are going ape-s. 
you know, in the crowd just out of their mind. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we putting Johnny on the mound? Johnny six. All right. So an unnamed person said, I never let my kid take the trophy. Oh. I don't know if I could do that. Like if everyone else on the team is like getting it and then it's like, you know, I mean, there's one thing of like not taking it and then kind of explaining it to them once they do get it, you know, yeah. other than being like, I feel like that's kind of an A-H thing to do. <laughs> Say, I don't I'm know. sorry, I'm not calling you one, but if your whole like little kid, I'm just imagining like my five-year-old, my six-year-old, his whole team is like excited to get a trophy. Like you're not getting that. Like, I mean, explain it to them when they get home, I but bet, like you're being kind of weird I by not doing that, that I bet that person explain. I bet that person does explain it. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and think that you kind of explain stuff to them and why, yeah, it's great. Other you than it's the, like other your little five-year-old. Like, we're throwing it away right now. Watch or like in front of everyone. Yeah, 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 like right. throw it in the air and shoot it. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, that seems a little like crazy, but... <laughs> Target practice. Anyway, I don't, there's a happy medium for everything. Yeah. Okay. Miss CRS, the boss, B said, I'm... I'm a Gen X, and I didn't raise whiny, entitled babies. The world doesn't owe you a thing. Go work for it. I mean, that may be, but it's generational, right? Right. Okay. Right. I name my three kids are millennials. None of them ever received a participation trophy because we as parents would not allow it. They all have excellent work ethic, and their employers are all extremely impressed with them. I mean, it just sounds like you're getting the trophy. You're going home. You're having a conversation with a kid. I mean, you're not going to put that little two-inch trophy, you know, on the mantle and a spotlight on it, you know. Sorry. So here's Gary. Gary always comes through with like a very well thought out response. He really does. And I appreciate that. Gary said, millennials parents told millennials they can be whatever they wanted. Millennials parents promised us we could follow our hearts and everything could be accomplished, which led to participation trophies when we were blamed for having the entitled mentality when our parents instilled it in us. Classic millennials getting blamed for everything. There you go. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about right now. Whose fault is it really? I mean, it is just interesting if you look back at it. You know, even my parents, you know, millennials, oh my God, right. your generation. Well, right. I'm not saying every parent of a millennial or every parent of, you know, Gen Z is like no, that. Of course Clearly not. not. But. Just maybe every now and then. Look at yourself. That's all. Right? I mean. That's all. It sounds like some people have and they've gone the other way. But then so. you also look at boomers and then like their parents, you know. So it's like, well, and and baby boomers you know hippies and you know what i mean like free love of the 60s and your parents most certainly weren't like that they no. went out there you know in the no. mud like pigs if we, you know what i'm saying okay. <laughs> festival. Okay. they were not in the mud <laughs> like pigs well you're not a boomer what i'm saying is yeah. your parents didn't raise you like that so it's just it is and i am not saying that it is the same because i think that completely millennials and gen z especially so far gone downhill Anyway. That I do worry, like, can we turn this ship back around at it? any point? Can we turn it? All right. Uh, it is time for our throwback song of the morning, brought to you by Poor Richard's Press and Miracle Embroidery. Today, we feature our song of the day today, uh, brought to you by Poor Richard's Press and Miracle Embroidery, handling all your visual communication needs from print, web, design, mail, apparel, and promotional. Choose local, save money, save time. At Poor Richard's Press, it truly is one logo. Endless possibilities. All right, you wanted to talk about the giant blob of seaweed coming our way. I didn't I didn't mean like you and I needed to totally talk about it. I just wanted oh. to talk to you about it. Like have you heard of this? Like I'm what not. is happening? A giant seaweed when bloom. When you say giant seaweed, okay. That's not even doing it justice. Maybe headed towards the Florida Gulf Coast. It's so large it can be seen from outer space. The bloom is around 5,000 miles wide basically twice the width of the U.S. 
It's believed to be the largest in history, and it's drifting between the Atlantic coast of Africa and the Gulf of Mexico. The thick mat of algae can provide a habitat for marine life and also absorb carbon dioxide. However, it can have disastrous consequences as it gets closer to the shore. I don't know. It's just... It's twice the width of the U.S. Yeah. So what does that look like when it gets to Florida? All-encompassing, maybe? It just overtakes... Giant... Wouldn't it... Waves and waves of seaweed just... I don't know. Like like a seaweed wall? But it's twice the width of the U.S. Yes. It's like not it's, twice the width It's of, like basically the size of the world. Florida, just, just, right. Like, like, like explain this to me, what happens yes. when it reaches... The U.S. And is this going to have to be some sort of Armageddon-type movie where Bruce Willis lands on it and explodes all the seaweed into tiny dust particles? I don't know. Scientists got really kind of in-depth on this and used big words I don't understand. But it can block intake valves for things like power plants and desalination plants. I thought we didn't have any desalination plants (laughs) because it was not cost-effective. No one knows what we have anymore. (laughs) And we don't have power plants except Diablo, but that's... On again, on again, on again, on again. Uh, marinas can get completely inundated and boats can't navigate through to get stranded in the seaweed. Imagine being on like a cruise and then you're tangled up in all the... The seaweed. The seaweed. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. Are, did you see Seems the, gross, though. Are you, are you ever going on a cruise again? Yeah. Aren't you this summer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Good I luck. hope they, hope they take luck. care of this thing before then. Off the coast of Florida. Be, I guess Bruce Willis ain't acting anymore, you know. That's, I know. A little, that's sad. That's but a like, sad story. Just, just, anyway. Way wrong answer! Mm. Just, all right. Uh, but you're right. It absolutely could happen, and they may need to call somebody. And this is the best that you could, that the, the government, the U.S. government can come up with? Maybe you could put on your Halloween costume and go out there and... Now that I know how to work a shovel... Sandbag. Yes. Right? Maybe that's what your whole thing has been building up to is to deal with this. That's right. You could be a hero. And get a trophy. And get 